Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wa salatu salam ala Rasulillah. The biography of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is all light and guidance in calling to Islam and teaching in ease and in adversity, in worship and morals. If you draw from it, you will be guided and wherever you turn, you will be fulfilled. This is a glimpse from the biography of the last Prophet ﷺ with his daughters, sons, and grandchildren. His, humali- his humanity, fatherhood, compassion, and tenderness are clearly manifested. Just as a father who lost his sons finds solace in knowing that one wasallam more virtuous was tested in that manner. Everyone finds in it rulings, benefits, and ordainments. The biography of the Messenger is a pleasant companion and narratives that adorn gatherings, and there is no one who does not like to hear his biography and enjoy his news. The Messenger of Allah was from Quraysh, and was known for his honesty and integrity, and he was honorably called Al-Amin, the trustworthy. His narrative was exalted among them, high above, like the sun and the moon. Khadija bin Khuwaylid, may Allah be pleased with her, chose him to run her trade in the Levant, and Khadija, may Allah be pleased with her, was impressed with him, so he, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, married her when he was 25 years old and she was older than him. And he established his first household. And it was a household bounding with happiness and filled with iman, faith. He, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, loved Khadija immensely to the point that his wife's after were jealous of her. He used to say, I have been blessed with her love. He lived with her for 25 years, and he did not marry another woman until after she passed. He, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, had six children from her, two sons, Al-Qasim and Abdullah, and four daughters, Zainab, Ruqayya, Umm Kalthum, and Fatima. As for Al-Qasim, he was the first of his, sallallahu alayhi wasallam's children, and by him he was nicknamed, so he was called Al-Qasim, the father of Al-Qasim. Al-Qasim died young before the mission of the Prophet ﷺ. Then after Al-Qasim, a daughter was born to the Prophet ﷺ, and he, was, and he named her Zainab. And from her news, may Allah be pleased with her, is that the Prophet ﷺ married her to Abu al-As ibn al-Rabi'ah. She reverted to Islam before him and immigrated, and he did not Im- embrace Islam until before the triumph of Mecca. Then the Prophet ﷺ returned her to him. During Badr, Abu al-As ibn al-Rabi'ah was captured among those who were captured, and the people of Mecca sent ransom for their captives. So Zainab sent money and a necklace to ransom her husband. This necklace was Khadija's gift to Zainab on the day of her marriage. And when the Messenger of Allah saw it, he was greatly touched and said, 
If you consider freeing her prisoner and returning what belongs to her, then do so. Then they said, Yes, O Messenger of Allah. Zainab gave birth to Umama, and it was from his Wasallam's compassion and his humility that he prayed while holding Umama bin Zainab. When he stood, he carried her, and when he prostrated, he put her down. So the scholars deduced from this the permissibility of movement and prayer if it is for a need. Umama was married by Ali bin Abi Talib, may Allah be pleased with him, after the death of Fatima, and her mother Zainab died in the eighth year of the Hijra, and the women washed her, and she was shrouded with the izar, that is the lower garment of the Prophet ﷺ. Then after Zainab, the Prophet ﷺ was blessed with a daughter, and he called her Ruqayya, and he married her to Uthman bin Affan, may Allah be pleased with him. On the day of Badr, she fell seriously ill, and Uthman did not participate in the campaign of Badr. He stood by his wife through her illness. Then she passed, may Allah be pleased with her. So the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam granted Uthman a share just as if he had participated. And when Ruqayya, may Allah be pleased with her past, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam married Uthman to his daughter Umm Kalthum in the third year after Hijra. Then she passed in the ninth year after Hijra. So because he married two of the Prophet sallallahu daughters, Uthman was nicknamed the possessor of the two lights. And the youngest of the Prophet ﷺ's daughters was Fatima. The Prophet ﷺ married her to her cousin Ali bin Abi Talib, may Allah be pleased with him. In the second year after the Hijra, she gave birth to Al-Hassan and Al-Hussein, the leaders of the youth of paradise. The Prophet ﷺ loved them very much and said, They are my two sweet fragrances in this worldly life. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam delivered a sermon one day, and Al-Hassan and Al-Hussein, may Allah be pleased with them, came wearing red shirts, falling down and standing up. So he descended and took them both, then ascended the pulpit with them and said, Allah has spoken the truth, your wealth and your children are but a trial, and Allah has with him a great reward. I saw these two, and I could not bear. And the Prophet ﷺ prayed one day with his companions, and prostrated for a long time. So the companions asked him after that. He said, My son was riding on my back, and I did not like to disturb him until he had enough. The Prophet ﷺ kissed his grandson, Al-Hassan bin Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, in the presence of Al-Aqra bin Habis. Thereupon he remarked, I have ten children, and I have never kissed any of them. The Messenger of Allah ﷺ looked at him and said, He who does not show mercy to others will not be shown mercy. This is the heart of the Prophet ﷺ. And this is his mercy towards children. Allah said, There has certainly been for you in the Messenger of Allah an excellent pattern. And Fatima is a prophetic element. The Prophet ﷺ said, Fatima is but a part of me. I am harmed by what harms her 
and I am uncomfortable by what makes her uncomfortable. Fatima, may Allah be pleased with her, went to the Prophet ﷺ to complain about marks left on her hands for making dough and asked him for a servant. But she did not find him, so she mentioned that to Aisha. So when the Prophet ﷺ came, Aisha informed him. Ali said, then he came to us when we had gone to bed. I went to get up, but he said, stay where you are. He came and sat down, and I could feel the coolness of his feet on my chest, and he said, Shall I not tell you of something that is better for you than a servant? When you go to bed, say Subhanallah 33 times, Alhamdulillah 33 times, and Allahu Akbar 34 times, for this is better for you than a servant. Ibn Hajar said, and in this hadith is that the one who adheres to the remembrance of Allah is given more power than the power that a servant provides for him. Fatima, may Allah be pleased with her, passed six months after the Prophet ﷺ. The youngest of the Prophet ﷺ's children from Khadija was Abdullah, and he was called al tayyib or al tahir he was born after the mission of the Prophet ﷺ and he died young. These are the children of the Prophet ﷺ from Khadija. May Allah be pleased with her. Al-Qasim, Abdullah, Zainab, Ruqayya, Umm Kalthum, and Fatima. May Allah be pleased with them all. O people, the Prophet ﷺ prayed Fajr one morning, then turned to his companions and said, Last night, a child was born to me. I named him Ibrahim after his forefather, the Prophet Ibrahim, peace be upon him. So the scholars deduced from this that the naming of the newborn is on the first day. Al-Bayhaqi, may Allah have mercy on him, said, Naming the newborn when it is born is more authentic than the hadiths of naming on the seventh day. Ibrahim's mother was Maria the Copt, who was an Egyptian sent to the Prophet ﷺ by Al-Muqawwas, a Christian governor of Alexandria. She reverted to Islam and bore for the Prophet ﷺ Ibrahim. Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, said, I have never seen anyone more compassionate to their family than Allah's Messenger ﷺ. Ibrahim was sent to the outskirts of Medina for nursing. He, the Prophet, used to go there, and we accompanied him. He entered the house, and it was filled with smoke, as the father of the nursing mother was a blacksmith. He, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, took him, that is his son Ibrahim, and kissed him, and then returned. Ibrahim passed in the tenth year after Hijra, and his age was eighteen months. Abdurrahman bin Auf, may Allah be pleased with him, said, the Prophet ﷺ took me by the hand, and I went with him to his son Ibrahim, and he was taking his last breaths. So he ﷺ took him and put him on his lap until his soul exited and cried. So I said, You cry, O Messenger of Allah, and you prohibit from crying? He said, No, but I prohibit two obscene foolish sounds, an utterance upon a blessing, vain talk, play and the melodies of the shaitan, and an utterance during a calamity, while clawing at one's face and tearing one's clothes. And this is a mercy, and the one who is not merciful is not shown mercy. 
And had it not been a true promise and a true statement that the first of us shall join the last of us, we would have grieved over you much more than this. And we grieve over you, O Ibrahim. The eyes weep, the hearts grieve, and we do not say what angers the Lord. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Indeed, Ibrahim is my son, and he died as a nursing baby. He has now two nursing mothers that complete his nursing in paradise. And coincidentally, the sun was eclipsed on the day Ibrahim passed. So some people thought that it was eclipsed because of his death. That was one of the beliefs in the pre-Islamic era. So the Messenger of Allah clarified their misconception saying, the sun and the moon are not eclipsed on the account of anyone's death or on account of anyone's birth. Rather, they are two signs from the signs of Allah. So if you see them, then offer prayer. O oh Allah, grant us his sallallahu alayhi wasallam's intercession. Resurrect us in his company and grant us success in following his sunnah. Indeed, Allah is all hearing, answering. هذا والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله